Anna. Laura. How are you? Hi, great. I I got a new bed this week. <gasps> Is it everything you ever dreamed it would be? It's amazing. I was very worried because I knew they were delivering the like pieces of the bed frame that I was going to have to put together. And I was like, if they leave it at the bottom of my stairs, there's no way I'm getting it up the stairs by myself. And I got home and the delivery person who is clearly a saint had put it right outside my door at the top of the stairs, which was awesome. So I didn't have to do that, but the mattress was downstairs and I bruised up my arms real bad trying to get that thing up the stairs. Oh no. Oh, that is truly tragic. But it's in. I put it together all by myself. New bed is all set. I slept in it for the first time last night. It was magical. Um, Not to make this podcast all about beds, but (laughs) (laughs) I bought one of those math like storage beds. So it Uh literally lifts up, and you can store stuff underneath it, Mm -hmm. which in theory sounds fantastic. And I do love all the shit that I can store underneath my bed. However. (laughs) The number of opportunities to be a complete and utter dumbass when setting up that bed. (laughs) The first time I set it up when I moved, well, first of all, I I got somebody else to set it up and they did it because I could not have figured that thing out in a million years. We did not realize until afterwards that I had put it in front of the only plug socket in the whole apartment, in the whole room. And then you can't move it to plug it in because it's literally like been built on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. It was horrible. It was horrible. Like, and again, I've, I've done like numerous things like that. Like what could possibly go wrong, but you don't realize how many reasons there are to move a bed once there's no way to move that bed. Yeah. You should have seen me trying to get the mattress because I, I got one of those mattresses that like, comes in the box so it's like a gel memory foam mattress Mm -hmm. so it comes in a box all rolled up and then you open it it just like pops open and like literally makes that sound and (laughs) and then you have to like let it sit for two days so I got the mattress and the bed wasn't built yet so I put the mattress in my living room to let it yeah like form or whatever so moving it from my living room to my bedroom yesterday I I'm sure it was quite a sight. Like God was sitting upstairs in this big old place in the sky with his television of with like Anna screen, just like cracking the fuck up being like, why did I make such a dumbass? Yeah. I finally, I finally got to the point. I feel like we've talked about this before that there are different levels of um, professional success or like Mm -hmm. as you get older and a key one for me is when you, uh, when you stop buying normal tissue paper and buy the kind and splurge the kind with lotion in it. Oh, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, well, yeah. I can't really say that because I've been springing for that for a while because my skin is so sensitive right. that if I use regular ones, I just like my whole, my whole face breaks out. Yeah. So I can't really say that signaled adulthood for me because I had to do it out of necessity earlier on. When I was a poor student, there was no way I was spending an extra two bucks or whatever it is for lotion, uh, tissue paper. No, I used toilet paper. Tissue paper didn't even like actual Kleenex paper did not exist for me in that, in that uh, day and age. (laughs) And then, and then last week I heard myself utter the words, I have not worked this hard to do my own dishes. That was the thing I said. Because I was arguing that there was no way that I could move to an apartment that did not have a dishwasher in it. 
I have not worked That's this so hard funny. to do my own dishes. That's right. Conversely, when I moved in to um, the apartment that I'm in now, my, my old apartment did not have a dishwasher. And I moved into this one and I was moving in with a roommate at the time. And we were like walking around uh, looking at the place before we, we before we got it. Yeah. And we walked into the kitchen and she went, oh, dishwasher. And I was like, okay, we're definitely moving in here. It's done. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sorry. Um, like people say that you get over and it doesn't really matter anymore. I love that dishwasher every day. The same oh, way that I love, like I walk by my Rumba and I look at it and I go, I love you, Rumba. I love you. Yeah. I love you so much. I think my thing with my the dishwasher friend. is that I get super lazy about washing dishes. It's like one of the ways that yes. my anxiety manifests. It like seems very overwhelming to me to do the dishes when they're just like piling in the sink. But if I have a dishwasher, I can load it as I go. Yes. And that makes it a lot easier for me to get that particular chore done. And it like, it is such a relief to me. It's like, why did that person not win the Nobel Peace Prize? Yes. I don't understand. Like, why are they giving them willy nilly to these like, useless people doing these <laughs> stupid things but a person invents a machine that means you don't have to do dishes anymore and oh. nothing crickets like i don't i mean it. that's my hero right there yeah okay i also have to ask <laughs> this question because i did not know that this was a normal thing that people did but when you're deciding how much rent to pay did you know that there's like a calculation that you're supposed to do what, what do you mean a calculation? They like, say what is it? rent should be no more than 35% of your uh, net income. Huh. Is that... Is I don't that... abide by that. Okay, explain it to me. Because, um, okay, because I might be moving again. And I'm looking at apartments. And I'm looking at it going, oh my God, this apartment is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I cannot spend that much money on an apartment. And my friend looked at it and she's like, what are you talking about? You can absolutely afford to live in that apartment. You should be living in, that's how much you should be spending. And I'm like, I can't, it, that's crazy. I've never heard anything like that before. No. Is that a well, thing? Uh, well, for me, it's like, no matter what I do, rent is always going to be too expensive. Right. Right. Like, because of where I live and because of the job that I have and because of, you know, the market being completely ruined by a baby boomer. Right. Uh, like, I'm never going to be able to afford my apartment. Like, no, wherever I'm living, I'm going to be paying too much to live there. And that's just a fact. So I have never heard that before. Does, um, does that mean you're paying get, more than 35%? Sure. Uh, probably, yeah. Really? Wow. I am like, I did not know. I don't know things until I Google them. It's crazy. Yeah, but I've never heard that before. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, apparently you're supposed to do this calculation and it's based on your net income and then paying a percentage of that and you shouldn't be paying more than like a certain amount. And then my friend was like, yeah, and in certain cities, it should be higher. It should be like 40% of your income, depending but, on the city. I mean, whatever. Either way, you're paying too much. You know what I mean? It's just like... This gets into a whole different discussion for me of how infuriating it is that rent costs are so high yeah. and pay is so little. Like, it's yeah. just, <sighs> I can't really get into that it, right it now. Is, I'm going to get upset. It is interesting, right? Because you think about how, is it worth to have a dream apartment? Like, what are you giving up by paying that extra? When you start thinking about it, of, of how much extra, what, what you would do with that extra money if you had it, or right. is living your best life in the place where you do spend so much of your time, is that actually worth it? 
Right. I guess I do sometimes weigh that. Like, I mean, I spend most of my time in my apartment. I don't have a ton of extra expenses right now. So I guess it is worth it to pay a little bit more to live in a place that I like. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. Listener, let us know what you think, because I am, um, conflicted. The part of me that is cheap, like the part of me that lives like as, as someone who owned their own business for, uh, and still does for, for a really long time. There's a part of me that, oh, that it always says, don't spend any money because you never know when a recession is going to hit and you'll need all that money that you saved to live right. on for like a year or two or whatever. So I don't spend money unless I absolutely have to spend money. It like pains me physically. So, so what do you, what say you listener, what's normal or like, what are you doing? And I know this has nothing to do with hockey, but it's the off season. <laughs> and would you rather let, uh, hear us talk about the, like, who was it? Some stupid guy from Carolina got traded. Who cares? No Hannafin. <laughs> no one cares. I'm sure someone cares, but really, shouldn't they be outside right now? And they're probably not. That's all I'm saying. Take a nap. Take a nap. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no one. Do so, people really listen to us for trades? I don't think so. I doubt it. They hear us. They they listen to us to talk about mattresses. Yeah, exactly. The mattress is great, by the way. Highly recommended. I bought a Lucid mattress. It's kind of like a Casper, but a little less expensive. So that sounds. So, have you spent a full night sleeping on it yet? I slept on it for the first time last night. Oh. And it was real nice. It was real nice. I think I'm gonna need another night to like really figure it out. But even just like sitting on it last night, like before I went to bed, I was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> And I got on it for the first time. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted, you know? Well, congratulations on uh, a, a high-level grown-up purchase. Yeah. I think you handled the whole process remarkably well. Good you probably you. wouldn't have said that if you had seen me trying to deal with it in person. <laughs> but I appreciate that. <laughs> I guess we should talk about hockey. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, there was the NHL Awards. Okay, like, yeah, there sure were. <laughs> I feel like between the two of us and Amanda when she was on, we pretty much fixed the All Star game, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. With our dunk tank ideas and like just different ways to make it like cool and like not the most boring thing that had ever happened in the world. So, <laughs> so I feel like we should bring our attention to the NHL awards instead. Great. Sure. I'm not sure how we're going to fix that, but okay. Well, I... (laughs) We can try. I keep looking at them saying, it can't be that hard to make them interesting. Can it? Really? I... I mean... I guess the problem is that it's like... First of all, for me, award shows I'm already getting kind of sick of in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I used to love award shows. I watched them every single time they would come on. And now I'm just like, ugh, I'm over it. Uh, So maybe that's part of it for me, why I don't ever think I'm going to, like, be interested in it. And also, there are just, like, less people I want to see, right? Like, part of watching an award show is being like, I want to see this person and this person and this person. I want to know, like, when they're presenting, what they're going to say, like, what their jokes are going to be, so on and so forth. I don't get that same feeling with the NHL awards. It's like, if my team's not there, I don't care. I'm not interested. I just feel like with award shows in general, people are too stuck to a specific 
formula of what an awards show needs to be. And okay, so you're proposing like blow it up a new, a new award show system. Like, why does an award show just have to be two lame presenters come out, say their spiel that was written by somebody, then there's like bits in between, and they're always awful. And then, like, there's a, a video montage for, like, people who have passed and that. It's just so predictable. And it's not, I mean, why would you stick so predictably to a formula that nobody likes? So what formula would you go with? I feel like. Do you have one in mind? I feel like for sure they need to give out more awards. Yes. But, oh, thank you. That is my biggest a problem problem with award shows. But make them like, why more it interesting. Why is if we're giving out two awards? Right. You know? Like, honestly, handing somebody a trophy for an award for most points when you everybody knows by the end of the who season who got the most points. Right. That's just stupid. That's just stupid. And it does not make uh, any sense at all. Like, I just okay. feel like there's so many different ways. Like, why not give out most improved player like and and do you know what i mean and have it voted yeah there's there's so many things where they could have it voted by the players specifically because no one cares what the writers think about stuff well yeah definitely not yeah and i i feel like all of the moments that have always resonated with me like i think back to um remember remember when gino won and he was talking about Gaunch. Mm -hmm. That was a moment that resonated with me. I would love to see an award, like a, a lifetime kind of award, but like for that, for like a player who has inspired and helped and mentored other players in that way, presented by a, a few players to them. But it's yeah. like whenever they give a lifetime achievement award, it's to some grisly old guy that nobody <laughs> that works in management that nobody knows about. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. I don't know. I, I just like this feel idea. Like there's so many um boring ass things in those award shows and it would be so easy to make them better. But and I and they're in Vegas. I just don't understand. Oh my god, they Yeah, I don't know why it's not a better show when they do it every year in Vegas. <laughs> They had a ventriloquist. They God. had a ventriloquist. Oh, God. Now, I know that NHL players look awkward most of the time, but for the love of God, that's just painful. That, I mean, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know uh, what to say. I don't know. Nope. Nope. Can't, can't really uh, rescue that. And, I, and also, I just feel like, um, how hard can it be to make video uh, parts that you show during it, like sketches and skits and stuff, that are actually fun and interesting? Because the only time I have ever been impressed by, like, a skit video thing was when they did, it's like the Bobby Ryan, Ryan Gets Laugh. Oh, yeah. One, oh, yeah, yeah. you remember at the Olympics, the silver medal? Yeah. One, that was gold. Find that person and make him do them every year because... <laughs> right. How hard could it be to have a hundred ones? You have the whole year to think of this stuff. And get some better celebrities. Like, come on. The celebrities that they get are so bad. I, I just feel like there are good celebrities that are hockey fans, and they'll probably do it if you ask them. It's just that you don't want to pay them. Yeah. But, like, you have the money to do it, so 
Get good people if you're going to get celebrities. I, I don't think they'll ever get celebrities. I, I feel like celebrities are too busy. And it's not in L.A. or New York, like the awards show. So they'd have to fly into Vegas specifically to do it. So I feel like all you're ever going to get is like uh, B-list, C-list celebrities at that. Uh, and yeah, maybe guess. some super hardcore hockey fans. But like yeah. uh, Margot Robbie is never showing up for the NHL awards. No. But you could probably get Retta. Who? And she's awesome. She's in Parks and Rec. She's a big hockey fan. She's so cool. All right. I don't know who that is. And that's already well, a problem, right? It's because you don't watch Parks and Rec and you're crazy. But, that, I mean, like, okay, then we have a different People know who famous. she is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, whoever she is, I'm sure she'd be fabulous. She would be. She's hilarious. Yeah. And then it's like the one time they invite somebody who would actually have been cool and fun, that Tony X guy, he literally yeah. oversleeps and misses his flight, which is like the most hockey thing Ever. I love that so much. He's okay. just like, whatever, I don't care. So bad. Well, let's go over who won stuff because I don't feel like there's anything super controversial about that. Um, Victor Hedman won the Norris. That yep. was cool. I think that, that was, uh, like, how do you argue with that? He's amazing. Right, right. Um, Pecorina won the Vesna. Yeah. McDavid won the one that was called the Pearson, but then they renamed it. I can never Ted remember Lindsay. what they, that's it. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Taylor Hall won the heart. Yeah, I think we all kind of predicted that one. I feel, I, I would have loved for it to have been um, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon. But I can't argue with Taylor Hall. Do you have an opinion? No, I totally agree with you. I wanted I wanted McKinnon to win, um, but I I was always of the mind that I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor Hall won. Yes. Um, so I feel like the only thing surprising about that award show in general was um, the outfits. I didn't even see them. Because okay. I didn't watch. But didn't you see, like, tweets and stuff of them? Or, like, Not scroll really. through Tumblr or anything? No? No, I haven't been on Tumblr in a in a cool minute. Yeah. I go on to reblog stuff occasionally. And uh, and there were suits. Okay, so so the women always wear, like, super sequins and all that stuff. But the boys were right. really glittery this year. Good. Listen, I, that's another problem that I always have with award shows. It's like... The women look amazing. They're all wearing these gorgeous gowns. And then the men are just wearing the same black tux over and over again. And I am so here for men going all out and being like, look at my fucking fashion. I agree with you 100%. And I love the glittery stuff it is that they did. My only beef with it is that um, when you all do it, you look like some kind of weird boy band. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, where's the bad? (laughs) it's just and i feel like somewhere probably in um arizona austin matthews is sitting there going bitches missed opportunity you just (laughs) wait till i'm up for the heart because i'm gonna knock you i'm gonna wear a paisley colored suit and a matching bandana with my sunglasses and the pants aren't even gonna they're gonna be like shorts you know what I mean? They're gonna be like, those, oh my God. they're gonna be I like think skinny shorts. Showing up in like, there's there's shorts, but they're like made out of suit material. Yes, and they've got like a 
a shimmery pinstripe down the side or something. Well, I feel like they're they're all pa- it's all paisley, probably black and white paisley, kind of the whole thing. Unless he wants to That's go for good. some color, maybe. But I feel like they're they're not only going to be like they're going to end below his knee, but they may also be skinny. They also may be like the first ever paisley, almost like a biker short suit. Oh God! Yeah. Right. Are they are they actually made of spandex? That would be great. Mm, I mean, they're made to look like dress pants, but they're made of spandex. He could pull like that off. Shorts. I also feel that for his shoes, he will be the first hockey player to wear those uh, loafers that are mules. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like they're slip on, where they're they look like a normal shoe from the front, but then they don't have a back. I feel yeah. like he will pair it with that. Oh God. Yeah. And I feel like he can pull it off, too, as much as anyone could possibly pull that off. Yeah, sure. If you want to use that phrase. I don't, but okay. I mean, I don't, like, usually we look at PK, and it's kind of like, come on, PK, step it up. If anyone's going to be interesting during this award show, it's going to be you or it's going to be Brett Birds, who was not there. Right. Right. Um, Because to be exciting for the other players is literally to wear a sparkly suit top. And uh, and while it looked amazing, good on you. Like I said, boy band. So I feel like if we got to want to get really interesting, we owe it to PK. And I feel like his new girlfriend, uh, Lindsay Vaughn, was like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, which is like, come on. That's the only thing I like about him is his fashion. Don't don't take that away from me. Don't take that away from us. He's a sharp dresser. It is the. But that's the thing too. Don't you feel like. We need to make this an award show that players want to go to even when they're not nominated. Right. Right. Instead, we have an award show where people are like, when they have a bad season, well, at least I don't have to go to the NHL Awards. <laughs> <laughs> we get the silver lining. Like, well, at least I don't have to go to the All-Star game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like the only silver lining to a really bad, shitty season is the fact that they don't have to participate in NHL-sponsored events. Yeah. Um, you know what else came out this week was the schedule, the NHL schedule. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I'm uh, happy with the amount of back-to-backs the Pens have, finally. But it was 11. Is that good? Yeah, and they're, well, they're just more spread out than they were the oh, past right. couple seasons. So it's not like, you know, you remember last year where they were all just, like, stacked. With 19. Um, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, um, and it's not really like that uh, this season. So it's actually, I looked at the schedule and I was like, oh, okay, I can handle that. <laughs> like, that seems like there's some breathing room in there. So I was happier with the pen schedule that I have been in quite some time. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was bad, but one thing that I remember reading about it was it looks like they have incorporated their bye week with the All-Star game. Right? So that it's Uh, like 10 days, almost like eight or 10 days that they have off all in a row. Yeah, that is a lot. I just feel like that is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard because isn't the point of a bye week to get some rest? Take time off for the Olympics? Uh, Yeah, I know. I know. But isn't isn't the point of it to give them um, a, a chance to recuperate between? Like, do you know what I mean? Like to give them a break in, in the season because it's so long and now you've just picked one part of the season and you've done it all. And I don't know if it was just the Penguins schedule is like that or if that's for everybody. 
Yeah, I didn't look at any other ones. So um, I, I would guess that maybe a couple other teams are like that, but they don't usually give – it's not like they give everybody a bye week at once, right? So there have to be other teams that, that it's spread out a little more, I would assume. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody who, who has looked at other schedules, like does your team have their bye week then? Tell us. So one other thing we didn't talk about but I just thought of right now. What the fuck is with the Washington Capitals being all salty that they don't get to play the Penguins in their in their home game? Oh, I think it's because they played they played us um, when we raised a banner recently two Was years ago. Year before, two years ago. So you know you knew they wanted it real bad, but whatever. Who cares? I don't. Uh, I don't care. Be mad. I don't care. I mean, like I feel like um, if that isn't. If that is the thing that they are going to do for everybody, I'm not against that. I'm not against having your rival forced to be no, at your thing. I, but I actually <laughs> like the idea of having a rival, you know, there for the right. banner race. I, I think that makes it more entertaining and it makes it fun. Like, right. you remember last year we got, what, the blues? And it was yeah. like, what? Come on. Like, well, honestly, <laughs> so, like, that's not fun. I had never ever thought of it in terms of the team that has to watch you raise it ever. I mean, like, I think I get it now, but I don't think I've ever before. I didn't even know that the Washington capitals were there when we raised the banner. Cause as a fan, yeah. I'm not thinking about the other team at all. Well, when yeah. We raise and it. I think, I mean, I think for them, that was more that it wasn't just that we're rivals, right? It was that the pens kept snatching their chance specifically. And then they had to stand there and watch us raise it. So I can understand from their fans perspective at that point, why it would have been upsetting. But I think that they think that if we had to stand there and watch them raise a banner, it would make us feel just as bad. But I don't think that's true. I would just be like, okay, they won, right? Like I already know they won. I don't really have that big of a problem with them raising their banner and playing us. Do you know, does that make sense? It does. It does. But I feel like, um, None of this is contrived. Like the the NHL no. is never intentionally that interesting or entertaining. Do you know what I mean? Like if right. the, it, like, it seems like something they do because they tend to be like forcing a bunch of narratives. But when it's a narrative that the fans actually want, of course they're not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, like you know? what narrative is there to us playing St. Louis? If this was an right. intentional, wouldn't we have had the Flyers at ours the year before? the Flyers and the Capitals, like if it was intentional, that would be, it sounds like just a scheduling coincidence. That's why it's kind of like, this is not a thing that's owed to you. Um, It's one of those things that I would file under. It would be cool if it happened, but you by no means have the right to be salty if it doesn't. Yes. And I think part of it, you do have to remember, like it is scheduling. Like you cannot, if they were to say, okay, we want the champs to play this team on their first day. In one way or another, you kind of then have to build the rest of the schedule around Around, that starting point. And that's not really something you can do, right? It's like there's so much more that goes into it. So I can't, I mean, whatever, be salty, but, you know, you can't always get what you want. (laughs) You can't, and that should probably lead us into our our next topic. Let's do it. speaking of not being able to get what you want, how about the coach that just helped you win the Stanley cup literally quits. <laughs> oh man, that is harsh. What, like three weeks. That is or two way weeks harsh. Ty. Oh man. 
Oh, man. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I had heard grumblings. I heard grumblings and rumblings that uh, that Trotz might leave the Caps because um, of some salary things. But I was like, but he just won the cup with them. And he and, like, Alex Ovechkin are, are finally, like, have a rhythm. And I, I just can't – I just didn't think that it was actually going to happen. And then it sure as heck did. And I was actually talking to somebody – um, at work the other day, um, Alexis, this girl I work with, she's awesome. We, we always talk about hockey. Um, and we were talking about <clears throat> Trotz leaving, excuse me. And I was like, I'm just not sure. Like now I'm not sure what next season's going to look like for the caps. Right. Like I felt like when I, when I thought Trotz was staying, I had a good idea, but now it's like, I don't know because, and I always hate to say that, like, it, it's really dependent on one player, but for the Caps, it totally is. It took them so long to find a good chemistry between Ovechkin and his coach, and that's a big part of their success or failure because they built their franchise around Ovechkin, and if you're going to do that, sometimes, you know, it comes down to the point where you really have to kind of manipulate things to the point where that player is going to be um, you just have to make sure that they're going to be successful if you're going to build your whole franchise around them. And, uh, you know, they got a rhythm and they were finally working really well together and now he's gone. So what, like, who are they going to get? How are they going to work with OV? Like, cause you know, he's such a stubborn player and it shouldn't all depend on that, but it kind of will for them. I don't know. I, I just don't know what that's going to look like next season. Yeah. I, I think it's really interesting because, I do think the coach has a lot to do with it. As a Pens fan, I feel like so much of our success comes mm -hmm. from that steady, firm, knowledgeable hand. Yes. Does he make mistakes? He absolutely makes mistakes. But I feel like the team is being guided. Like we have a strong figure that a bunch of superstars with big egos and strong opinions listen to. And they see him as their, you know, boss. Leader. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I feel like Trotz has that same kind of thing. They like him, but he's the boss, and he decides what is it he's happened. And I think a, a lot of their success uh, during the playoffs, like he, he did a lot of smart line changes to get um, lines going that were not having chemistry before. Mm -hmm. Like he was really good at kind of switching things up. So what I don't understand is this was a dispute over money. How do you not give him the money that he wants just to have stability on your team? Especially after you've just won a cup and you knew that next season you had another good chance. Right? Like, fuck. Really? I just, wow. I just don't know, like, I don't know what, I don't know who you even uh, blame for this because, Management. because, you know, from, yeah, from Trust's perspective, like, I get it, right? You're not going to stay with a place that's not going to be paying you what you think you're worth. I totally get that. Um, you know, we've talked about that before with players and, like, Eric Carlson being like, well, I'm not going to take a discount just because you want me to. Right. Like, I know what I'm worth. Um, so I totally get that. And But then at the same time, I can totally understand from, like, a fan's perspective being like, hold on, you, <laughs> you put so much work into this team and you... <laughs> 
you just want to cup with us and now you're going to go like that's hurtful to a fan. I get it. I totally don't disagree with what Trotz has done here, but I get like why a fan would be upset by it. I feel like Ben, you better direct your anger to the right uh, place yes. here. And the it, right yeah. place is towards management. His salary him money. Like, yeah. Why would you not give him more money? I just don't understand. Like he's proven that he can lead you deep into the playoffs, even if he missed his chance a few times. You know, but that had to do with external factors, too, not just their internal sort of, <laughs> you know, uh, destruction. But it, but he led you to a cup. You know, he led you deep into the playoffs year after year, and then he led you to a cup. And your team is built for – your team is built to where they have an opportunity to win one again. And the coach comes to you and said, hey, I just want to stay on the cup for you. I can win you another one. You have to pay me more money because that is what I'm worth. And you went, no. What? Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. Like what? It's crazy. I think that his salary doesn't count against cap space. What right. the fuck are you doing? If he doesn't right. work out or if if they get tired of him after two years, you fire him. You eat like the two million or whatever it is. He's going to get hired right. almost immediately, which means you probably wouldn't have had to finish paying it anyway. Like it's absurd. It's so stupid. Like I don't even understand why it is that the, the fans must be sitting there going, I do not even understand what the hell you're doing. Like you said, we have yeah. the opportunity to repeat because the team itself is relatively staying the same. And right. we don't have a major piece that's leaving. And you just let the only major piece <laughs> that shouldn't have been even an option. And you just let them walk because you didn't want to oh, pay God. him more money. Which clearly the first team that had the opportunity was like, we will. Right. We'd like one of those cup things. Maybe one was enough for you, but, you know, we would like one, too. Oh, man. man so it's stupid. It's just classic cap self-destruction right oh, there. Did you ever think yeah. you'd feel bad for the caps the year they won the cup? <laughs> right? Right? Like, who knew? Do you think they did this on purpose so we would all feel bad for them? I do. I just, <laughs> I can't even imagine what it must be to be a caps fan right now because yeah. you're like, how did you fuck this up? There's no way. <laughs> it was right there. It's that all right, right there. there. It's all open to us. And you oh completely fucked us. God. Like, oh, my. I mean, like, it does it, it does say something. And I don't think that this is exclusive to the Caps because I feel like most teams no. are like this. It's almost as though they win when management and even, yeah, management mostly just gets out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, because I always say that whenever they do a big, fancy, splashy trade and spend a whole lot of money like the Caps did last year, and they're all in, they never win. No team ever wins. They always win the year we're like, yeah. fuck it, putting our hands up. Okay, this is the year's a wash. We're never going to win. We're not doing any big splashy trades this year. Like, don't mind us. Then they win. It's like, oh, so when you didn't do anything, um, we right. won. But then when you're, like, trying, you always lose. Thanks, and it's management. Like, it's like... It is that total like post cup win thing where it's like suddenly management like panics. They're like, oh, well, we have to do something because we have to win again. And it's like, and I think that was the beauty of the Pens management between the the sixteen win and the seventeen win yeah. was that they were just like, okay, we we set it up right. Like it's all there for you. It's up to you to win it or lose it. And they just stayed out of it as much as possible, right? Uh, but a lot of teams, like, after they've won a cup, it just seems like their management is like, okay, well, now what? Now we have to do something. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like just... Yeah, I feel like Rutherford found a 
he found kind of a pattern where he realized not to do that and to literally right. just fill the holes where we need yes. them with competent players. Um, yeah. and that, and that they were more than capable of being able to do that. So I, I don't know. Like I just, I find this fascinating. I feel really bad. I feel really bad for the Washington Capitals. I mean, really I think their assistant coach is taking over Todd Reardon, who used to be our, one think, of our coaches, right? Yeah. I think, I think that that's their plan as of now. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully it works out well. Yeah. Hopefully it works out. Well. At least they're having someone that's familiar. It's not a complete overhaul. Overhaul. And change. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I hope that works out well. Um, okay, let me just see what else is going on here. PK on the cover of uh, EA NHL 19. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have any feelings about this. I don't know. Uh, I feel like, as always, e- even um, even they are on the, um, on the thing. Like, uh, EA puts out a tweet that says he's never been on the cover before, right? I feel like they're um, poking the Sid hasn't been on the cover of the yeah. thing before. Which but clearly, it's like, that's your own fault. Like, I'm sorry. It's your own fault. I, I always thought that it was probably some kind of um, sponsoring or whatever conflict. You know what I mean? Like, that if he's not on it, it's because he doesn't want to be. Um, because what business person in their right mind um, wouldn't put Sidney Crosby on the cover if they had the opportunity to? Right. If you're not, it's because he doesn't want to. Or there's some kind of conflict that's keeping him off of it. Well, haven't they been doing it as like a fan vote? Did they do that again this no. year? They did it the past couple years. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, where people voted. Because remember, because TJ Oshie like, had that whole, because they put him up for the vote after the Olympics. Oh, yeah. And then people were all like tweeting about it because they got to vote. At, like they definitely did that the past couple years. I don't know if they did it this year because I didn't see anything about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I don't know if they've always done that either. I can't really remember because I don't usually pay attention and I play that game. So yeah, I don't I, I I don't know, but I will say that um, it's been a really, 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 really long time since a black player was on the cover, which was yeah. Jerome McGinley. So yeah. I think it's fabulous. I think it's fabulous, um, and you can't underestimate the fact that um, little boys and girls will look at that cover. Every day mm-hmm. when they go to play that game and they're going to see um, someone who's African-American or Canadian yeah. in this case. Um, <laughs> yeah. And not even, I think he's not even, he's Caribbean, but whatever. Like uh, <laughs> descent. But he's from Canada. He's from Canada. Like Canadian Caribbean descent, we'll say. Right. Um, who was on the cover. And I think that is good. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a great mm-hmm. um, thing because representation matters. And I feel like... Uh, He's worthy of being there. It's not like he's being put on there as a token, you know, kind of whatever, because he's absolutely 100% worthy of being, uh, of, of getting that kind of recognition, uh, more so than a lot of players who've been on it in the past. So, so that's, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. I don't like a lot of the stuff it is that he does, but like, yeah. I feel like this was deserved. And, uh, and I think hopefully a lot of good will, uh, will come from it. Yay. Yay! Yay! Woot woot! Um, so there was that. What else? What else? What else? Let me see. Oh, okay. I never thought I would hear these words come out of my mouth, but I'm going to say them. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. There was a good article on Puck Daddy. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I can't act surprised because he, 
you uh, shared it with me. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it even more shocking. Written by Ryan Lambert. Ooh. I know. I know. Yeah. But I but uh it was it's an excellent article and it's well written. I'm just like I'm just like breaking all the norms today. <laughs> I'm just going back <laughs> on everything. But I would say go back and go on to their website and read it. It's called Getting the NHL Awards Voting Getting the NHL Awards Voting Right Matters. Mm-hmm. And in the article he goes very good. It was really good, right? And um he goes on about how um when it came to the um, MVP or like the, what are they called? Like the two teams, like the all-star oh, all-star yeah. teams ballots. Cause the professional writers association votes for that. Um, that again, this is the first year that they made those um, who voted for what public. Mm-hmm. And even in the year that they made them public, one idiot put Taylor Hall as a center instead of a left wing. No, no. He put him for both. Did he put him for both? Oh, my <laughs> he God. He put him for both. I can't even. A left wing and a center. Which, what? I can't even. I can't even. That's worse. And then um, Claude Giroux supposedly moved from a center to a left wing in this season. And a lot of people, I mean, like, I didn't notice, but it's not my job to notice. Right, right, right. Like, I, I, and then didn't some of them also get the wing wrong? Well, one put, put, one put him as a right wing instead of a left wing. And listen, the whole, I get, yeah, I am, I totally understand human error, like that, whatever. But like you said, like I don't get paid to do this, and they do. It is their job to know these things. It's your only job is to know these things. I'm yeah I I completely agree with you and that's the thing it's not to say that we don't do things wrong all the time but we do this for fun right right there are parts in my job and your job as well where we create content that goes online or is public Mm -hmm. right like I do donor walls where people's names of given donations show up on that and we have it drilled into us as we should that whenever something is public, it is a million times more important that it is 100% correct what it is that you're right. doing because it is public. And in the first and, year, right, it's not like they had and, a ton of people that they had to nominate. Right. And not only is it public, it's like it's a, it's a space where people are relying on you for correct information. Right. Right. Like – if I were to put something online for my company and I got it wrong, I could go on and be like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm so sorry. I commented on this earlier. I gave you the wrong information. Here's the right information. And the people who were like my commenters would probably be cool with that. Right. (laughs) But like, this is a place where like you are supposed to be an expert in this field and you're supposed to be giving fans specific information. Like, You're you're the go-between, right? You're the person who goes to the team, gets the facts, and then relays them to us in a way that we can understand. And if you don't even – it's not even that you don't have the knowledge. It's that you don't seem to care that your knowledge is incorrect. That's what bothers me is that they'll they'll then stand behind it like, well – 
you know, I get a lot of information. My job's really hard, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, then you can't talk shit when I get something wrong because they do that. They talk shit when the fans get something wrong. And it's like, it's not our job to get it right. It's fucking yours. Well, well, you know what? That's a a really good point, right? Because look at the way (laughs) that the Pittsburgh media is treating, basically saying, we are the experts, you are the fans, right? Um, we we know stuff. all of it wrong. Yeah, we know stuff. Yeah. You guys don't know stuff. You're not in a position to know stuff, blah, 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 all this stuff. Well, look, is this not like a perfect example of what that kind of hubris and arrogance kind of shows you? Yes. You don't know all that much stuff. I've said this a million times. When's the last time Pittsburgh broke any story? A Pittsburgh writer wrote any story of something that happened in Pittsburgh. Never. Right. That's right. when. Well, this same girl that I talked to about hockey at work the other day, she was like, hey, I finally saw a rumor about the Penguins because she, she's yeah. not a Pens fan. So she has been like watching for rumors about her team, like yeah. during the draft with the trades and stuff. She was like, hey, I saw I finally saw a rumor about the Penguins that they were looking into. Who was it? Oh, she said that they that they might be looking at Jakunas again. I said, that's yeah. not true. She was like, well, I saw it. On the, I said, it's not true. This is what yeah. <laughs> the Pittsburgh media does. They like. They see, oh, these people are available. That's something that fans might say. That would be interesting. So then they turn it into the Penguins are looking into signing them again, which is just not true. Like, they're not. So, oh, it's infuriating. This is sports writing now. This could potentially – this um, is in the realm of possibility that it could happen, right? Do you mean like – Yes. Yeah, meaning like it's it's allowed to happen, so that means it could happen. And also, many people would click on this if I wrote it. Right. It's the irresponsibility of how they frame things right. Right. that drives me insane. Because I don't have any problem with you reporting and saying, Chris Kunitz is available. If the Penguins were to look into it, here would be the pros and the cons. Like, I have no problem with an article like that. Like, that's part of your job, right? Look into those things. But for you to say the Penguins are considering Chris Kunitz when there is no evidence of that, and then there's nothing in your article that gives evidence of that, that's you being irresponsible. And it infuriates me as a writer. I feel like the not all heroes wear capes business is yeah. those people who, when there's, like, a tweet that goes out that is, like, Chris Kunitz coming back to the Penguins, the people who retweet it, retweet it, retweet it, and then yep. list Reddit, no, he's not. Just an right. FYI for the people that, whatever, no, he's not. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't even bother clicking on this. Don't even bother reading it. No, he's yeah, not. I'll save you the time. Yeah, I'll right. save you the time and the click. And you don't have to sign up for this website. Yeah, he's really, right. he's really not. You don't have to disable your ad blocker to look at this. Like he's right. not. <laughs> let me just let me just save you all of the um, all, all of the effort. He he's really not. Um, yeah. So there's that. Oh man, it's uh, bogus. Anyways, I would say go and read it because I think he makes a really he makes a lot of really valid uh, points, and that's from someone who works there. And I think the bottom line is that if you can't take your job that seriously, and it is literally your full time job then you should not have the right to vote on something that is that important and mm-hmm. um, crucial. You just mm-hmm. shouldn't. And if you and if you do vote and you get it that severely wrong, like there should probably be consequences to that. Right? Yes. Like I mean, why are they still letting them vote when they know for a fact that they're screwing it up so badly? If we could only do that for election voters. <laughs> right? Oh my god, if yeah. only. If only. Anyways, all right. So um, I guess we have to talk about the draft, but as I said to you before, 
I don't learn players' names until they've actually played like a handful of games with our team. And especially this year, I just called them not sprung. I was like, <laughs> not sprung is a really good addition, or they brought up not sprung from the uh, AHL affiliate. Like, there's no point in learning their game, their names. I don't know how long they're going to be here. They're probably just going to be sent uh, down, and they're not sprung, which right. was all that mattered to me this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't care about these. I don't care about the draft. Do you care about the draft? Not particularly. I care more about. Like, if we were to trade a player for picks or something like that, like, that I'll care about. If you're moving somebody that's already on our team, then I care. But Pins didn't do that this year, so whatever. Because we didn't have one. We didn't have a first round. <laughs> we haven't had right. a first rounder in, like, a bazillion years. But you know what? Like No, but you know what? They did, yeah. I will say, they did really well with their picks. They had lower picks, and they did very well with them. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to get super interested in those players until it's, like, time. If you want to hear about those players... Go talk to Mike. Yes. He knows what they're about, and he will give you all the right information. I I just believe what he tells me. Yeah. They were they were going to do a, um, a draft special that was, like, supposed to be, like, a mm-hmm. marathon thing, and they wanted me to have – they wanted to have me on. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I literally know nothing about any of these That's players That's not my arena. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but fortunately for me, there was Australian technical difficulties. So Because I would have literally been there tap dancing. I would have been like – <laughs> yeah, those NHL award shoots, suits, shiny, no? Wowie, wowza. <laughs> Let's discuss it all, all the things. Those shiny suits. Yeah, I would have had nothing to contribute whatsoever. <laughs> um, but just to, in case anybody is for some reason listening to our podcast to hear about that stuff, let me recap some things with people who I don't know who they are. Um, right. I, do, I do know Dougie Hamilton. So uh, Calgary Flames yes. traded Dougie Hamilton. Um, along with Michael uh, Furlan and um, a top-ranked prospect, Adam Fox, in exchange for Noah Hannafin and versatile forward Eli- Elias Lindstrom. Lindholm, sorry. <laughs> Not Lindstrom. Elias Lindholm. Elias Lindholm. I like the way you quoted the, the like, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but I liked the way you said that. Well, I literally <laughs> copied it from an article and I then know. read it. I know that's what uh, I, mean I would that. give them credit, but I don't know who it was, and they probably voted for somebody wrong, so I'm not going to bother. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the uh, Colorado Avalanche signed uh, Philip Grubauer, um, yep. and they Missed they obtained it. him and Washington uh, and uh, Brooks Orpik from the Washington Capitals. And you know what else yep. I read is that um, apparently the uh, Caps were uh, uh, offered uh, a better. A package for Grubauer from the Hurricanes, and they turned it down because they wanted to get him out of the Eastern Division. Yeah, and he uh, Orpik already got put on waivers as well. Just by the way, yeah, that's sad. Well, I'm. I mean, he's old. Like, I'm sorry, he's old. Oh, <laughs> he does. He just doesn't have as much value as he used to. So I'm not surprised by it. Yeah, crazy eyes, Orpik. Well, you know what? At least you won a cup. Well, you already won one before, but you know, I mean. You've had a good life. There's, there's no reason. <laughs> he's not dying. I know, but he's like, he is like an old dog that you know is like, and you're like, oh, oh, well, time to go to Shady Hills or you know some kind of retirement facility. Yeah, there's that. Um, what else? So Kovalchuk agreed to a three-year, eighteen point seventy-five million deal with the uh, LA Kings. Kings got ripped off. He's old too. 
He is old. Three years. Wow. That's a long time. I can't believe he got a three-year contract out of anybody. Uh, I don't know what to think. I mean, uh, why not, right? Like, they'll give it a shot and see if it I works. I guess, but... Uh, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Um, you know what, though? I mean, I guess I know that the Washington Capitals would never give us Grubauer, but I would have liked him. It would have been yeah. nice to have a tandem uh, backup for Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, uh, what else? What else? Maybe we can get Varlamov. That would be nice. Yeah. Probably not. As I just a, feel like at this point, I'm like, we can't afford anybody. <laughs> but those goalies are not that expensive. And we spend no, like not. no money on goaltenders at all. So I feel like to have, I mean, to not have to deal with case dismissed, I would just feel so mm-hmm. much better if we had like an actual um, backup. Yeah. Until. I agree. Um, the other Jari's guy, ready. Jari's ready. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Um, what else? What else? What else? Not traded. Max Pacioretty, who, by the way, fired his longtime agent. This has not been an ego-boosting year for Pat Brisson. <laughs> no, it sure has not. No, you're getting dumped. I'll be interested to see who does it next, because at this point, it is just like waiting for who's going to dump him next, right? Yeah, honestly. They're like... Lean. I mean, you will always have Sid because he cannot deal with that much change. No. It would literally kill and him. And at this point in his career, like, what? why would he? You know? It's like, come on. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oof, man. I, I just, like, wonder what exactly is behind that. Like, is he really just, like, not working for them enough? I, uh, that has to be the reason, right? Mm, I don't – I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, with Pacioretty, there, there's – there's been so much rumors over a long period of time and then nothing has happened that maybe he thinks that somebody else would be able to do more or maybe yeah. Rasan doesn't have a good relationship with the the um, Habs management and he's feeling that that may be contributing to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just time for a change. Good for him for, yeah, for doing it. Yeah, sometimes it is just time for a change. Yeah. Um, Get it? Ryan O'Reilly was not traded. And you know what? Like of all of the crazy stuff that I've heard that the Penguins might do, like the Tavares stuff and all that business. <laughs> I wish we were in on Ryan O'Reilly, but he's too expensive. Yeah, he's very expensive. He's $7.5 million cap hit. Ooh. But if we were going to spend crazy money, I wouldn't mind spending it on Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, I, I could have gotten down with that. Yeah. Too late now. Other things that have happened. Okay, so... Um, John Tavares, and I love the way that they um, they called the, John Tavares has entered the courting phase. I love that they call it the courting phase. He's like, bring me your presents. Bring me Kiss your my ring. I only like yellow roses. What's these? <laughs> I literally feel oh, like it's like. King of Portugal, how nice. I think that's hilarious. So he's talking with... Um, Five teams ahead of free agency, and those teams are rumored to be the Leafs, Vegas, Tampa, Dallas, and St. Louis. Hmm. I mean, it's interesting because the last I had heard before that mm-hmm. was that he was expected to re-sign. Uh, right. Well, I mean, it, like with Stamkos, 
Kustampos did the same thing. He heard all these pitches. He was wooed. They gave him candy. They gave him chocolates. They took him out for dinner. It was like The Bachelor, right? It was, it's, John Tavares is The Bachelor. He's the NHL Bachelor. Oh my God, do we have a title there? I don't know that that, uh, John Tavares is popular. He's the most boring player on earth. I don't know that he warrants a title at this point. (laughs) If we had a subheader, maybe you could get there. But I don't know he warrants like full title thing, even though he is The Bachelor right now. And then um, the Leafs, Vegas, Tampa, Dallas, and St. Louis are all like, um, is there like a final five in in The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Um, I mean, technically it does get down to that at some point. (laughs) I don't know that they really call it that, but. So like the rose. It's been a long time since I've watched The Bachelor. The rose is a good thing, right? Yes. Like the one that gets the rose is the one that stays. It's not like a parting gift. No. Okay. You give roses to the people who are going to, who are going to stay. Ah, okay. So, so we need to know which team is going to get the rose. Oh, sorry. My computer just started playing noise. Oh, did it? Sorry, guys. Yeah. Don't, don't even worry. I didn't I didn't hear it. Okay, that's good. So of those teams, who do you think should get him? And okay, so Can you say them again? Sorry. The Leafs, uh-huh. Vegas, Tampa, Dallas, St. Louis. If you had to eliminate one right off the bat, who's the first team you would have uh, uh, eliminate from John Tavares? Oh, it is like the bachelor. He's gonna it's do really like home hard. visits, like to meet the family yeah. and stuff. They really are gonna wound. That him. is a thing. Yeah. Oh, if I were gonna eliminate one right off the bat, probably Tampa. I agree. That's just the, the least exciting option for me. <laughs> I just feel like, fuck. Can you imagine Stamkos, Hedman, Kucherov? Yeah. Like they don't need it. No, that's not cool. I mean, I mean, it would be cool for them, Tampa, yes. but for no it one else. Suck for us and no. everybody else in the East. So, okay, so we've eliminated Tampa. We are left with the Leafs, Vegas, Dallas, St. Louis. Who's the next team you're eliminating? Leafs, Vegas, Dallas, St. Louis. Um, oh gosh, this is difficult. Um, I guess St. Louis. We are. You are psychic, because oh what's your reason for eliminating St. Louis next? I just don't think that he would fit in super well with that group. I. I think there are better options for him. I I'm going to disagree in just this way, that I feel he would fit in too well in St. Louis, meaning that okay. St. Louis is the most boring league in the team (laughs) and he is the most boring human on earth so i feel like the combination i'm like dude you need to go to a team that is more exciting than you otherwise you will cease to exist (laughs) yeah right i I just think yeah i just think there are better options for him than st louis okay so we've eliminated st louis we are left with the leaps vegas Dallas, who are you getting rid of next? Oh, this is where it's difficult for me because I feel like he could kind of go to any of those. Yeah. I am a little torn. I kind of want to, I kind of want to eliminate Vegas at this point because again, it's like, you don't need him. Dude. But at the same time, I would like to see him in Vegas. So I don't really know. I was with you. I would eliminate Vegas. Not because they don't need him. I would eliminate Vegas. I just don't think that. 
I don't. I just don't think they they need to take a a hit like a cap hit like that. I just feel like Vegas. You do not take a cap hit for John Tavares. No. John Tavares cannot be the face of the Vegas Golden Knights. Do I have <laughs> I to do that... my impression again? Hello, this is John Tavares. <laughs> you are on the bus. I take the I bus. Think... <laughs> Sometimes. I think that, uh, like, last season, there was this, obviously with Vegas, it was like this big thing where everybody was like, oh, I just want to see this person in Vegas because I think they could thrive there. Or like, right. oh, Vegas, no. I'm going to have everything. But I think we need to, like, move past that now, right? Yes. <laughs> like, they're going Stop to pass their inaugural season. They did really well. But now we need to start thinking about, like, where players actually need to be. Um, and I don't, I don't think that he needs to be. You in know Vegas. who Vegas needs? Taylor, Sa- Taylor Sa- Sagan. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm, no, I'm not saying that that's going to happen. Is, mean, is what I'm saying. Tyler Sagan. How many times have we said his name? I know. <laughs> Something's wrong with me. English oh, name speaking. It's just not cool. But like, what I'm gonna, uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen because literally the Dallas fans will kill me. So I'm not that saying. Happened. Although he is. Uh, he is coming up for renewal uh, shortly. Okay. Yep. So we eliminate Vegas. We're left with the Leafs and Dallas. I don't know. I mean, gosh, this is hard because you know the Leafs could probably use him. Yes. But I would kind of like to see him in Dallas a little bit, and I'm not really sure why. I just think that would be fun. I don't know. I cannot choose between the two of them. This is a very difficult. I don't know how to who to give my final rose to and propose to. I know this is one where you're splitting that rose in half, and it's a it's a high risk situation because when you give the final rose, you're expected to propose to that person. Right, they're expected to say yes. So you are, and it's a big commitment. It's a at least a seven year commitment because <laughs> right. that's what his contract would be. Right. And so let's think about this, right? Because, okay, Dallas already has established Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Right. What I like about him going to Dallas is that I feel like Dallas needs something that makes them even more of a contender, which I feel like they already should be, but they're not. I totally agree. It's like I cannot figure out why they haven't been contending um, as much as they should. Right. And... Putting in uh, Tavares as another center on their team, it just like could really give them more depth. Yeah. Um, and it seems like you're totally right. It seems like they could maybe finally be the contender that we've always thought they could be. I feel like Nashville has turned into what I always thought Dallas would be. Would be. Yeah. So I get that. So I would like to see Dallas become what I feel like it could be. So yeah, uh, that. But also the Leafs. I, I like that move for a few reasons. One, Toronto would lose its mind. They would lose their fucking minds, yeah. They would, they would literally start making Stanley Cup champion uh, shirts the yeah. moment that he was signed. They wouldn't even wait. Yeah, They would just start making them right away. And also, I feel like um, that team needs a captain. And I feel like That's he true. would be a good one. That is true. I guess for me, it's more about um, where is he going to thrive more? And that's where I kind of find it difficult to, to decide, right? Because he easily could thrive really well with the Leafs yes. and become a leader of that team and, like, really get them going. 
but it could also go the opposite way where he goes and then just nothing happens because we've seen that happen with the no, least. I feel um, like if, but, if it went with either one of those selections, either one of those teams would be successful with that addition, which is why I like them, right? But mm-hmm. but with me, the Leafs is kind of like, like I don't want him to go to Vegas because he's too boring to go to Vegas. But <laughs> I would love him to go to Toronto because Toronto is so extra already. Just without even, it doesn't even matter who's on the team. The city is extra. The media is extra. Yeah. It's just extra. I feel it like would Tavares really would be a really good calming influence mm-hmm. in general with that. I would agree with that. But I think that if he went to Dallas, he would. Uh, I think that his chance of winning a cup would come sooner than if he were to go to Toronto. Oh, Does that make know. sense? Yeah, but you like, know what? I, it would I, be a shorter time frame. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if he was on that team, either one of them could go all the way next year. I feel like the Leafs are prime. They just need that extra piece. He would definitely yeah. be that piece, but I feel exactly the same way for Dallas. So, I mean, I don't think either one of those could lose. So, he's staying with the uh, the Islanders, right? Yeah, right. So so he'll resign and stay with us <laughs> and, and never win a cup. Like, so. if you were to predict what he's going to do, what is he going to do? God, I feel like he's probably going to stay with the Isles. I would be very upset if he did. Just because it's like, bro, you made such a big deal out of it. Like, we all made such a big deal out of it. And, and it would so be the right move for you to not stay with them. So, of course, you're going to stay with them. The baller move would be to go to Toronto. But he's so yeah. not baller. He's like... Uh, but who knows maybe underneath this whole time yeah he's been like just waiting he's just been waiting to pull that one fucking baller dope ass motherfucker move i want it to be (laughs) and then toronto is like here it is and he's like yes we'll take let's hope i want it to be true so bad but i feel like i am literally setting up a yet another situation for the nhl to to disappoint me (laughs) yes yeah, and well, this one we'll is of my own making because I know I know. But so if maybe I had a choice, a poll. yeah, guys, uh, maybe I'll put a poll on Twitter. Like, oh, what do you think he'll do? Yes, genius. Um, and and then guys, tell us what you think he should do. So right now, my vote is with Toronto. Do you have a vote, or can you not choose? I think I I can't really choose. I can't. I cannot choose. I would be really happy with him going to Toronto or Dallas. Yes. I would be happy with either one. I I concur. Okay. Um, our final topic before we get to asks is the Nick Boynton. First of all, if you haven't read the Nick Boynton, um, uh, Players Tribune article that he did, do it because it is, um, an amazing, amazing, heartbreaking read. You read it, right? Yeah. Like just, yes, I did. he talks about, um, about, all of the concussions it is that he faced when he played in the league. He talked about how the injuries it is that he had um, led to uh, him starting to take painkillers to deal with them. And then when the painkillers stopped coming, he moved on to drugs and alcohol um, to deal with them to the point where he went on a, a bender and was like really high on cocaine and he couldn't, he thought he was dying because he couldn't get his heart rate to, um, slow down. And mm-hmm. so he said, I can't go to the emergency room or I can't do this because then the trainers will find out. And so he was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to go to the league or I'm going to die. I don't know which of the two that I'm going to, 
that I'm going to do. And he, he went to his team and he told them, um, he told them about what was, was happening. He said they were incredibly supporting, supportive and then they traded him. Yeah. And I just feel like you can't, I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say. And, uh, but I will say that at the end of the story, um, he talks about how he, he eventually ended up with the Philadelphia Flyers and that he went for help there and he gives their owner who's since passed, I believe, um, uh-huh. all the credit in the world for supporting him and walking him through that. So kudos to the Philadelphia Flyers. Again, another thing I never thought I would hear myself <laughs> say, but, yeah. um, there are some organizations that still do the right thing and thank you for being, um, one of them. If not the only, you know, like there's probably only a handful and you clearly are, are one of them. You clearly have a, an owner that's worth something. Um, yeah. So that's, that it's good. But so yeah. what do you think about that whole? I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's like, I've heard this story before from, you know, football players and, and either, even other hockey players and, um, Concussions are a thing that are like very close to my heart. I, I get very, um, upset about these brain injuries that we're putting people through and leagues not caring and allowing their players who are making them money to just damage themselves beyond repair. It's like, it's infuriating. So I, I was really glad that he, uh, spoke out and he was very honest about it because that's what we need. Um, right. Like you can't have it glossed over at all. If you're glossing over it, even a little bit, you're doing yourself and everybody else a disservice. So, um, I was like very impressed with his honesty. Um, uh, it was just so, it was just really sad to read his story, but I'm glad that he, um, shared it. He later on was, he did an, an, an interview, uh, I think he was on a podcast after hours with Amy Lawrence. Yeah. She interviewed him and he made a point, uh, during that. Um, and I sent the link to Kate and the second that, I mean, uh, that I sent it to her, she picked up the exact same thing from that audio mm-hmm. thing that I did. Like she texted me immediately and, and she, he says during that, that if he could hope for one thing, it would be that the, um, neurologists, doctors, and spotters that are responsible for identifying and pulling players out of the game to get tested and for that should not be paid by the league. And I was like, oh my God, they're paid by the league. I can't even, like it didn't even occur to me that the people who were responsible for that were being paid by the league that is responsible for all this stuff to begin with. Like it's outrageous. Right. But then it makes sense when you think about it. Right. Because if it were a real doctor who wasn't who had uh, no reason to protect the league, this wouldn't be as much of a problem. And, and it makes sense when you when you get that information like, oh, well, yeah, that's why it, yeah. it'd be like putting the KKK in charge of uh, finding racism in like a, an industry. Right. It makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Like they well, could in addition be... to that, like, yeah, I just also don't know, like, even if you're being paid by the league, like you're a doctor, right? Like, how do you live with yourself? Yeah. Just letting stuff like that go, because you know, you know what the causes and the consequences are and you're just letting it go, letting it happen. And 
I just don't know how you reconcile that. Yeah, it is. As somebody who's supposed to be a medical professional, I it just is. don't it's, get it. It is infuriating. And he said that in the NFL, they have independent uh, doctors do and spotters and things. And that I do not yeah. understand why we do not have the same thing because that is clearly, like when you say it, you it's the kind of thing you can't believe is not already true. Right. Well, the NFL had a lot of pressure put on them publicly to do yes. that. Um, so... And I'm going to bring up, I don't know if you saw this. I don't, I meant to send it to you, but I guess I forgot. Um, Matt Geica, who I used to work with, um, wrote a good article about this where he basically said, um, you know, if you're a hockey fan, if you love this sport and you love the players, then you should be actively rooting for the NHL to fail. Right. Because it is going to take like, a high profile lawsuit. It's going to take that kind of pressure for them to even think about changing. And you should be actively rooting for that to happen to them. Yep. Like get, let them be taken down Yeah. because otherwise like you are, you're not doing your, you're not like performing your responsibility as a fan. I think, I mean, it's not like we have any say over it. We right? do like, though. We, do, we do. We do. And we don't, we can't, we cannot file a lawsuit. Right. No, But, but we, we are the money. Pressure on the league and change public opinion yeah. of what they do. Like that's our responsibility. So, um, it was a really, good, I'll try to find it again. I'm sure I've lost track of it, but I'll try to find it to send I, to you. I have two now I'm at the point where I'm really getting tired of complaining and I, I'm the type of person that can only be tired of complaining for so long before I am moved to do something about it. Right? Like I, can't not do something about it. And I feel like my breaking point is in part these concussions and also in part if a if a team and the NHL allow is it Voinov or what's the name of the uh Yeah, Voinov. The yeah. the player, the domestic abuse yeah, guy. Voinov. If they allow him to come back, I I don't know, I'm gonna snap. I'm going to snap in a form where I really do think that as a fan base, we need to speak. We need to go to the media. We need to write letters to all of the papers. We need to make a stink. Women, fans, enough is enough. We cannot just do nothing and say nothing. We have to be vocal. We have to bring signs to games. We have to pick it outside of stadiums. We seriously have to do something about them because that, that is absolutely a hundred percent not acceptable. And mm-hmm. I feel like we, it's, that is the, that is the, the hill we need to die on. We're not yeah. willing because until somebody literally dies on that hill, you know, like thanks to these players and what it is that they're allowed to, to do. But to bring mm-hmm. this back to the concussion stuff, um, Nick, Boynton and uh, uh, Danny Crisillo are suing the league. They literally filed a lawsuit. You may not have heard of it because it was barely covered at all. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they're doing it. And I find it really funny to believe because one of the criticisms about them is that, oh, you guys were both fighters and instigators. Uh, How dare you do this? And I just think that it's really funny how those players whose job it was to stand up for the stars 
on their teams, right? Without the money, without the credit, without, you know, and not even the respect, clearly, because now you turn it against them um, for, for having that, that role that the, the, the stars don't want to do, but then also don't want to get rid of the game. They don't want right. to take it out of the game altogether. That now when they're retired, they are the only ones again who are willing to protect the players in spite of themselves. Yeah. By making it, this an issue. It, that interview that we were talking about that he gave it like really broke my heart when he yeah. said, cause she asked him, she was like, so have you like heard from people in the league? Have you heard from players or, you know, staff or anything like that? And he basically was like, no, I haven't really heard from anybody. Yeah. And it was like, that that sucks because he is standing up for all of you. He's working for all of you and trying to make things better, not just for you, but for people who are going to come after you. And it's like, that's, ugh, that it was really upsetting. And to me. Here's what's upsetting about it because they keep saying, you hear all these players that we love, right? Talk about how they're a brotherhood. They're a family. Well, why are you not standing up for your family? Why are you letting your family get brain damaged and whatever? You can't possibly argue that you love these people and then do absolutely nothing to protect them from documenting right. things that could be wrong with them. Right. Like I remember when all of this started happening with the NFL and the NFL is still not perfect in this regard, obviously. But when all of this started happening in the NFL, it was effective because a ton of the players, not just the ones who were affected, we're like, hey, you're not protecting us. And they stood up for it. And there, there are a lot of problems with the NFL that I have, a lot of problems with the players and their whole, like, brotherhood thing. But that right there was, like, the, the most important step, right, was getting the other players to stand up whether they were affected by it or not. Um, you know, that's where, like, in any aspect, that's where change starts to happen, right, is when the people who aren't directly affected by it start also saying, well, it's still wrong, and I'm right. going to support these people, you know, so... Well, this is the opposite. It's the people who are retired who are speaking out about it, and the ones that right. are directly affected by it are remaining silent. Because right. And it's like, I love Sidney Crosby, but sometimes I hate Sidney Crosby, because I'm like, bitch, you are the one person that they would listen to, and you were out of the game for a year and a half because of right. uh, things that were related against this, you... You don't even have the balls to stand up for yourself, let alone all of the other people who really, really need. I, like right. I, I said this. To you love your sons. Well, well, it's like. <laughs> to get your young hockey son. Yeah, it's like you're, you love Chris Letang. You love right. uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Well, why do you have to wait till they're in a position where they don't even remember their own name for you right. to do something to actually help him when you were in a position to prevent something to help prevent something from happening and you did nothing yeah like i hate you people it's infuriating sorry i just sent you that met geica thing so you can oh, read it later oh, thank you, you want to. I just wanted to do it before i forgot yeah um yeah it's it's infuriating but i'm i'm very proud of um mcboynton and um and dan carcillo for for saying what they needed to say and for taking legal action because that that really is where it starts. Like maybe they're not standing up for it now, and that really sucks. But hopefully, it'll cause them to stand up for it soon, sooner rather than later. You know, other players and 
you know, not, all you can do is try to start it. Right. And that's yeah. what they're doing. So I'm, I'm like very proud of them well, for doing that. I, I will say this because again, um, my hilt die on is not the concussion issue because again, if these two people are too stupid to take care of their own brains, then, um, I find it, I mean, like I am sympathetic, but I find it hard to be at the same time sympathetic, but this domestic I mean, violence I'm issue, super sympathetic to it, but just well, because I don't know, I'm very, I'm very close to it. My, uh, my grandpa is, um, he was a high school football referee for a long time and he like still works with the West Virginia, like high school referees. He's like in charge of all that. Yeah. And he's been doing research on, cush- on concussions for years and years and years and like trying to get them to change the rules. And it's like, that stuff starts so young, that like conditioning of, of like walk it off. And, and yes, at a certain point you're grown and you need to take care of yep. yourself, but I totally get like the internalized masculinity and where that mindset comes from. So it's like, it's a slippery slope. It's yeah. like really no, difficult. I'm si- to, I'm, no, I'm so sick and tired of their internalized uh, masculinity. You, you know what? For every person that doesn't believe in concussion, I feel like they should be forced to play without a cup. Every game. Yeah, right, Every right. single game, right? Like, you yeah. don't care about your health? Cool. We don't care about your health either. We're just going to take the cup away. Not all the other uh, things. You can keep your shin pads and all that other stuff, but no more cups, right? right? And see what happens. Do you think they would speak out about that? Because I feel like they would. They definitely would. So... I, that's why I find it really hard to be sympathetic with them uh, at all because they do understand. Um, they do, but I just think that it's also just been internalized in them for so long. Like, I don't know. I I am sympathetic, but only to a point, right? Like, yeah. I'm sympathetic to that internalized masculinity that they like, that it's hard to break out from. But at the same time, I know like they're grown, and at a certain point, you have to like be aware of it and take care of yourself. Yeah. And when you're not doing that, then yeah. that's your own fault. I had, I had a discussion with one of my friends who's a hockey player the other day. And he was saying like something similar. And he was talking about, uh, and I was talking about how like players need to stand up about all of these issues that are, that are happening. And my friend said, um, well, you can't help everybody, which is something that fucking drives me crazy when people so, say that. Like, so you can help somebody. And I said to him, let me put this in terms that you will understand. That Wayne Gretzky quote, you miss 100% of the shots that you never take. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Wayne Gretzky, but, Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, <laughs> is the point of that quote to just like, so you really shouldn't take any shots? Oh, right, right. That's so not what the conclusion is. Is that the conclusion of that thing? That. Because yeah, yeah, asshole, you don't help 100% of the people you never try to help. Absolutely. Every single time you are 100%. But the moral of that story is that is not that you should just never try. Right, right. How come you understand that concept when it comes to pucks and don't understand it when it comes to people? People, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it's not a hard concept to grasp. It just means you don't care. You care more about pucks than you care about people. Literally. So I just can't with them. I cannot with them anymore. I'm so done giving them the benefit of the doubt and giving them like I am. I'm tired of being angry. I'm at the point where I need to do something right. I need them to feel the pressure. I want to literally set fire underneath their feet and watch them squirm and um, and face some of this stuff. So again, if there's anybody out there who feels the same way that I do and if the NHL Sorry, when the NHL brings back Voinov, 
because we know they're going to do it. Right. If anybody else is interested in organizing petitions and protests and showing up with signs and doing all that stuff, literally I'm at the point where I do not know that I can live with myself as a fan if I do not make a stink about this. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll, we, we will get changed, maybe we won't, but I have a feeling that if we make this super public, they will not have a choice but to stand down on this. Right. But we just don't bother to make it public in a in a way that would affect them um, worldwide. Like to really right. put the spotlight think, on what they're doing. I we I feel like we could win this one. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with like making it a thing all the time, not just when somebody writes an article about it or you know, when somebody makes a tweet about it or when somebody gets injured, like if you, if you think it's an issue, it needs to be an issue all the time until it's fixed. Right. And, and that's the thing too, is that there is absolutely zero gray areas here. Right. Right. He was convicted. There is photographs. He was taken out of the country. There is absolutely zero gray areas you are literally rounding up immigrants and putting them in fucking cages because they're apparently bad people and you are about to bring an immigrant into the country with a record because he's good at hockey. Right. So And he's really just only know. kind of good at hockey, let's be honest. I don't right. care <laughs> if he's the hockeyest person it's that ever hockeyed. It's worth it. No. He's only kind of good. You can't even use that as an argument. Oh, I'm so done. Yeah. I'm so done. Oh, no. Let's move on. All right. Let's talk about us. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, my eye just twitched. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Anonymous said, have you read the running from Crosby to Ovechkin was a political choice Tumblr blog post? Um, I found it quite insightful, especially the post, especially in the post he references talking about Ovi. Wondering what your thoughts are since you guys were vocal about the White House visit last year. Um, I did read it. It was on, let's see, Jack-Manpain-Zimmerman's Tumblr, I think was the name of the... Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I was just trying to pull it up here. Because it's been a hot minute since I read it, because I read it when she sent us this. Um, yeah, I thought that it um, made some good points, if I could only remember what they were, because, again, it was a while ago. <laughs> Um, yeah, I did again. You go. Well, um, yeah, I feel like it's a lot of stuff that we have said, um, already, right. Which is, um, which is basically that, um, he's, that I think the fan base, the, the fan base that was outraged last year, you really have to own up to the fact that you were outraged because it was the penguins and in no Mm -hmm. way you are really outraged because you're not outraged at all now and selective outrage is like the worst kind of hypocrisy right like right. when um you can't even uh, like you can't say you care about these things when you don't care about them equally when they happen things don't stop being bad because they stop you know because one Happening of somebody that you. you yeah exactly yeah so and uh and again i also feel like with ov you, you have to stop with these um russian references of him being uh, whatever like you are yeah. not in danger when you have the what Putin at your wedding. That is a form right. of uh, of self involvement with a really hugely bad person. 
that is not at all you're doing because of your safety and whatever. So fuck off the people who are actually using that as an argument because you've got to be kidding me. What do you need to do? Do you need him to name uh, him the godfather of his child? Like, right. what does he have to we do? We have a longer discussion about this on our Patreon if you guys are interested, yeah. um, if you want to hear, like, all our thoughts about it because yeah. there were a lot. So there was um, that. That's it. How about you? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel the same way. It's like... It's infuriating to me to act like somehow um, it's excusable just because that's Ovi. It's like, you know, he's not brainwashed or hypnotized. He's in his right mind. He's a grown man, and he's making the same decision that, you know, our team made before. I mean, we can't say that for sure. Obviously, we don't know they haven't gone yet, but chances are he will be there, whether his team is there or not, I would guess. Um, So... Whatever. I, I have, yeah, I have to say my favorite like argument by the whole thing. I can't find this post anymore, but it was really good, and we'll try to find it for you guys if you want the link later. My fa- um, my favorite argument was- about this is from the people who say that they're too tired, to like they're too emotionally exhausted, and I'm like, right. are Listen, you are you too emotionally yeah. exhausted from berating a team that you hated about this last right. year to berate the team that you love this year? Right. Is so that is that really a thing I'm that you did? Did so... it take too much out of you to berate them last year to right. now berate them when it absolutely directly affects you? Wow. I That's so nice. get being like tired, like legitimately. Oh. I fully get being exhausted by everything that's going on. But like, so are a lot of other people, right? Everybody's fucking exhausted and people still find a way to be mad about the things that, you know, deserve to be deserve to be talked about and to be like vocal about it. So fuck you being tired. We're all goddamn tired. You just can't choose when you're going to use that as an excuse. And when you're not like, if you weren't, like you said, if you weren't tired enough when it was somebody else's team, then you're not tired enough now. Like, I'm sorry. That's bullshit. Isn't that like saying, isn't that like saying, Oh, I'm so emotionally exhausted from that time that Johnny Depp beat up Amber Heard. That I can't even get emotionally exhausted about my sister just getting beat up by her husband. I just can't. You know, I'm kind of emotionally done with that right now. Yeah, that's a really good argument. You should run with that. You really should. Yeah, bullshit. Anyway, thank you for sharing that post. It was good. Um, Thank you. Uh, Raindrop Castle said, I physically burst out laughing when Laura called Brock Besser Becky with the good hair. And congrats on pronouncing his name correctly. Thank you. The laughter, the outrage, the fun slash funny random talk. All of you ladies are doing an amazing job, and I love listening to all of it. Thank you. My ask is, if since summer right now is Eat, Pray, Love, what books slash shows slash movies slash songs would the other players be? Oh. I feel like I have a good one for this. I feel like Tyler Sagan is living uh, the song uh, Boat Drinks (laughs) by, uh, what's his name? I don't know. Fuck, what's his name? Why did I just completely lose his name? Hold on. Hold on one second. Jimmy Buffett. He's Boat Drinks by Jimmy Buffett. Because he's just chilling on a fucking boat, and all the boys were ordering boat drinks (laughs) all day fucking long. Um, I would like Voinov to be 100 Years of Solitude. (laughs) Is that... (laughs) Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, all right. What about James Neal? Can you think of anything for James Neal? Hmm. There's something about hair. I'm just, I just keep thinking, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> what 
but I don't and even James know what. Neal is living, James Neal is living Miami Vice. Yes. He's oh, my living. God. That's so much better. That's so much better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a really good one. Um, what about Austin Matthews? I don't even know. I don't know what that kid's doing. I can't look in his direction uh, because he's, uh, he. I'm. Uh, I leave that up to you. Living la vida loca. <laughs> like the the yeah. I can't even remember the words you that know song. What my favorite line in that song is what is when he says her lips were devil red and her skin's the color of mocha. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every single time. You know what? That all applies to Austin Matthews. All of those lyrics. Skins the color mocha. I don't know why that always makes me laugh. It's just the phrasing. Like, who who describes it in that her skin is the color mocha? I don't Uh, know why it it rhymes. Yeah, I know. That's why it works in the song, but it just always makes me laugh when I hear it because no person would ever speak those words in that sequence. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel like, yeah, live in La Vida Loca, just for something uh, upside, inside out, she's live in La Vida Loca. Yeah, yeah, all right. Okay, Austin Matthews, uh, that would be you. I love that song. Right? I love that song. That is a great song. Uh, he, he is also live in La Vida Loca, I feel. Um, is is uh, Brock Besser, Becky with the good hair. I don't know what he's doing. So I couldn't really tell you. Should he be like if we? It was a TV show. Honestly, he's like Sweet Valley High, is he not? <laughs> Except there's not two of him. Like he'd be on that show. <laughs> yeah, um, he should have a twin. I don't know why he has or, a twin. Ooh, ooh, or nine zero two one zero. Yeah, the original, not oh the my new God. bullshit. The yes. original nine zero two one zero. Absolutely, absolutely. He would for sure be. On there's that. also a twin on that one. Why are there two Henrik What's Lundqvist and only one Brock Besser? It's not fair. That's a good question. Right. That's a legitimate question. Yeah. Um, okay. As for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I feel like there's a threes company thing going on oh. there. Or because um, Mitch Marner does look a lot like Gilligan. <laughs> like, he totally does. A I think lot. we've made that comparison before. Yeah. So maybe yeah, there is fully Gilligan. Okay. If um, Mitch Marner is Gilligan. Who's the professor? Patrick Marlowe? Mm, probably, yeah. Who's Ginger? <laughs> William Nylander. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Who's Marianne? Ooh. Matt Martin. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh, I feel... Like, Maybe I she was, like, left out of the original theme song. <laughs> Is she really... I think in the original one, they said they listed all of them, and then they said the professor and all the rest. But all the rest was just Marianne. Oh, there was no one else left at that point. I think that's right. Am I making that up? I don't know. I know that later on she was in it, but I think that initially she was not. If oh, I'm remembering no. correctly, poor Marianne. I know. Um, what about Sidney Crosby? Is there something about pockets? Is there a song about pockets? Mm, I, I don't they got think something so. in my pockets. I mean, um, I'm gonna Google. Oh, I got a, got a pocket full of sunshine. Oh, uh, uh, song. But but Sid, but Sid's eat, pray, love. That's what. Oh, that's right. So he does not need. Uh, he does not need that one. Oh my God! List of thirty songs with the pocket in the title. What oh, the God. fuck is there? Like literally a Google thing I for everything. One hand in my There's one hand in my pocket. Alanis Morissette. That's she did song. it with the other hand, throwing a peace sign, and then she did something else with it. I don't know. Well, with Sid, I, his other hand is holding a cell phone. 
right. or a the tiny water bottle. Holding a water bottle. Sid's got one hand in his pocket and the other one. I wish it was giving the. Uh, well, yeah. piece I think that's what she says. Good old Alanis. Yes. Um, I feel like Brayden Holpe is like on the road. He's like Jack Kerouac for sure. He's like oh, that. He's fully Kerouacing it. Right. What yeah. about uh, Nathan McKenna? Nathan McKenna is a rap song. I just don't know enough about rap songs to know which <laughs> one he is. What rap song would he be? I don't even know. I don't know. Give me some. Give me some subjects. Maybe I could find one. Like uh, he's a rap song about blank. Uh, a man and his dog. Do they have rap songs about that? That's more a country song, isn't it? Probably. <laughs> it is know. more of a country song, but in the country song, the dog is usually like dying, so we probably don't oh, want to go there. That's Matt Duchesne. If there's a song about a man and yeah. his dog, it's Matt Duchesne for sure. <laughs> Matt Duchesne. Oh man, that was a good question. That really is a liked good question. It. Yeah, I feel like uh, I I feel like we could spend it all day. Um, Compare it, but we like, shouldn't. Like, this episode's already, already very long. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. What else? What else? Okay, um, we're moving on. Anonymous said, "What will it take to convince the NHL to let the Knights make Flower captain? Bribery, blackmailing Bettman. Honestly, though, it's not like there isn't a precedent for breaking the goalies can't be captains rule. The Canucks named Roberto Luongo captain in 2008. They couldn't sew the C on his jersey, but he was known to be the captain. I don't really get why there even is this rule. Is there a reason for it? I don't know. Could the league ever overturn it? Um, so I think that, like, in the rule books, the technical reason, whether you think this is dumb or not, the reason that they give for it is that logistically it would be difficult for the goalie to get rulings from the referees and then relay that information to the bench because that is part of the captain's job. Now, whether that is, like, realistic that it would logistically be that difficult, that's, I don't know. I I think that's a little far-fetched, but uh, but that is the reason that they give. So does that answer your question about not knowing why? I hope so. But um, in terms of, like, reversing it, yeah, I mean, they definitely could. It's a bullshit rule. It's not about keeping anybody safe. So, like, what, you know, they could definitely do that. I think that is 100% a complete and utter bullshit rule because you have two assistant captains uh, on the ice at that time. And there is a lot more to the C than just talking to the referees on the ice. Right? I totally agree. And I think that's why... um, uh, Roberto Luongo being captain was like not that big of a deal, right? Because it's not like he had to do all of those things on the ice necessarily because there are two right. assistant captains. I've always thought that goalies should be able to be captains because why the fuck shouldn't they? Yeah. You know, like there there really isn't a reason. Now they may have that reason like listed in the rule book, but that's a stupid right. reason. So I'm going to discount that. That's not a reason. But you know I, what I mean? I also feel like that team seems to have internally – figured out who their captain is and it seems like it's Derek Englund a little yeah, bit well yeah right um I think you're right about that didn't he wear the A last season I think he he did but I mean I just feel like there's there's a lot more to the A than who is the face and we really I think that's one thing that they've kind of confused and made the same thing is that the person that wears the A shouldn't necessarily uh, sorry the person who wears the C is not the doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the face of the league. It's more of an administrative organization leadership role. And uh, I don't even know that Flower would want to do that. Yeah, I think that um, 
last season, that would have been an obvious choice because he did become like the the face and sort of the rallying, uh, you know, what that team rallied behind. But that was an inaugural season, right? Like there wasn't much for them to go by. Now they've been in the locker room for a whole year. You know, they know who their leaders are and who they are not. I'm sure Flower is one of the leaders there, but I think you're right. right. I don't think that the captaincy is ever something he's really like necessarily wanted. Um, and I think that as a team, you you would like hopefully respect that in a guy that's like, you know, I don't really think that's for me. I don't really think I should take on that role. Um, I think that you would respect that and say like, okay, well, then we'll make it somebody else. But um yeah, I think I think you're totally right. I feel like England has really taken on like that actual role and could easily wear the C. Yeah, and I think it's okay for some players, but I think for most teams, it sounds like it's too much, right? Like if you want that person to be your face and the person who's going to do most of the interviews and most of the yeah. talking after every game, all of the advertisement, all of the face stuff, and then you want them to like plan the logistics of who's going where. Like it's a lot to ask of one person and maybe it makes sense to split out the tasks. Yeah. And I think that you could, in regards to what you're talking about, say that logistically that would be difficult for a goalie to be like the one giving all the interviews and the one, you know, doing all that stuff. And I think particularly for the interviews, because a lot of times goalies don't really love to talk to the media. You know, they're kind of in their head. They prepare a totally different way. I think that that probably for them would be a factor in whether or not they would want to become a captain. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I, it's so hard because there's not a clear definition. Captain, but, yeah. There's yeah. no clear definition of, and I don't think that we have a, a, as fans have a really good idea of all of the things that a captain does. And so yeah. then we make it like face of the team kind of yeah. thing. Um, but, you know, I do really think that it shouldn't be something that was appointed by the coach. I do feel like it should be something that's voted on by the team. And mm-hmm. whoever totally they agree. feel like it is should be the person that it is. Yeah, I agree. And and I will say, like, if the team decides amongst themselves, like, that's going to be our goalie because he fills yeah. that role and he wants to do it, then they should be allowed to do that. A hundred percent. I completely agree. Okay, let's move on. Good question. Uh, so Mike asked us, uh, with Jordy Belvere in the hospital recovering from the accident last week, the Penguins drafted two of his best friends that anyone could have had, could have mm-hmm. two of his best friends that anyone could have got it. Um, best moment in sports history or just best moment. Talk amongst yourselves. Crying emoji. <laughs> no one on this earth loves Jordy Belvere more than Mike. I just want that to be totally clear. <laughs> Um, I don't know what a Jordy Belavere is. He's one of our top prospects and he was the one who got injured in the fire, uh, like last week or the week before. Do you remember that this happened? There was a fire at like a bachelor party. Let's, let's be specific here. They were at a bachelor party and some dude threw something into the fire, which then exploded out on them. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Um, and he got hurt, and two other guys whose names I can't remember right now um, also got hurt. Yeah. Uh, but Jordy Belavir was one of our prospects. And Mike is, like, obsessed with him. It's, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, and yesterday the Penguins posted a video of one of the kids that we drafted who, like, yeah. you know, grew up playing with Jordy Belavir. He, like, called Jordy 
and they're like talking on the phone about it. And I was like, oh shit, Mike is going to cry when he sees this. <laughs> and I like tagged him in it and he goes, I actually did tear up when he told Jordy Aww. he loved him. Oh, <laughs> again, I cannot get excited about these people until they're like actually penguins. I yeah. am looking forward to caring in three years. Yeah, it was Sorry, very Mike. sweet. It was a very sweet little video. And, um, you know, like they're kids, they're excited about being drafted. So very sweet. Yes. I'm sure Mike has more to say about this, but I don't know why he asked us because he knows that we don't care. But um, I think we did, we did mention one of them being crispy, but that's how much I, do, I don't like. I <laughs> After he was like uh, done being crispy and the one that wasn't the crispiest, which was a good thing for our team, I, I promptly forgot he existed. Yep. 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 I know, which is horrible, but you know. Yeah. yeah. I have too much stuff in my brain. But you know what? From NHL terms, I just thought of him like an abused housewife and completely forgot and didn't care about his existence whatsoever. So there you go. Ouch. Sick burn. I'm so sorry. I regretted it the second I said it. I'm so sorry. I apologize to my friends and family. Oh, that was really bad. That was the best thing you have oh, ever said. What are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> do you know one time I was at a camp out with my dad and all of his college friends? We used to do this every year where, like, all of our families would come. Um, and one of the guys, my dad went to college with this guy. At this time, they're all grown. They all have children. All of, our, all of their children are there, including myself. But they would all get together for this camp out. They'd get really drunk or whatever. And one of the guys threw a glass bottle in the fire. Yeah. And it, like, cut it. It's, like, sliced him across the ear. And, like, it went everywhere. It's a stupid thing to do. Don't throw shit in fires. Dudes are okay? stupid. This is, I, hi, I'm a Girl Scout. Hello. Yeah. Don't throw stuff in fires. It's, like, the number one rule. Well, I mean. Unless it's, really? like, a napkin. Don't throw shit in fires. It's like that. It's the thing, right? That, um. Like, uh, not all, like, all, like, athletes aren't smart. Not helping. That is the stereotype that every one of these stories, you're just like, dude, not helping. Not helping. Yeah. Okay, let's read this last bit. Okay, so 17 is lucky. Send us a three-parter here. I'm going to read through it, um, and this is our last uh, ask. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey guys, just saw your post about it and listened to the last episode. I'm American, but I'm pretty sure investigation procedures are mostly the same in Canada. So I think you're misunderstanding something about what the Carlsons have said in public. They haven't just tired investigators. This is an investigation by the police and you can't actually divulge info about active police investigations. Also, I saw one of the comments. I saw one of the comments. It was made on the post Eric made on Insta about his son's death. The poster wrote something like, oh, it's a shame the baby didn't even have a chance at life since Melinda was popping pain pills the whole pregnancy. God, that's a terrible thing to say. Um, Eric responded personally and asked that the poster leave them alone. Uh, Oh, also the fact that the peace bond isn't in force isn't an indication of the truth of the matter or the lack of proof like a restraining order or uh, like a restraining order. A peace bond must be served to the subject. They have to appear in court. And Monica has not done that hope all this helps yeah that was who's the poster lucky 17 is lucky 17 is lucky hi um yeah i i um get that but i feel like the uh the original complaint which is what the investigation that started is based on the initial complaint that was there 
that is based on the accusations it is that they are making and they list in the complaint what their accusations are um, and they don't show any evidence other than the states the numerous um, they they state three different things within that things that they have heard um, people say so they're called utterances and then they have the ones that they said 1000 things kind of documented on that but they do not um, say what it is that they are. So again, that's why the investigation is taking place to see if it is that they are responsible, which means we don't know that they are responsible. And I don't think that the Carlsons know, know as in absolutely 100% know who it is that's responsible um, uh, for those comments. This is not at all a uh, support of, um, what's her name, Melinda Carrick? Mm -hmm. um, it's not a support of her. Monica. 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 Carrie, sorry. It's, um, it's just saying that, the, like, I just feel like this is getting confounded or, or grouped together with whole, yeah, like the Me Too, um, and kind of like a, like an accusation uh, about, um, sexual misconduct. I feel like this is different that, um, when you don't believe a victim, the victim was there. They're telling you their truth and you are misbelieving them. That is a different thing from you assuming that something that was written on the internet was from someone, but you don't, ha you don't know that that is true. You are guessing that that is true, and absolutely, these things should be investigated. I just wish that we lived in a society where before we could absolutely paint somebody like them, which they very well, God, I hope they're guilty at this point, um, that uh, that we would wait to make a judgment as a society. It's not that long until the investigation is going to be concluded. If we're going to villainize them as a couple, then we can absolutely villainize them for the things that people heard them physically say. But we can't villainize them for comments that were made on the internet. Like that second call uh, part of her tweet where she's talking mm -hmm. about the comments that were made about the stillborn son... That's not even in the original complaint. That is the writer's assumption that that's one of the ones that he's talking about. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just feel like this is stuff where you can trace that to someone. Let's just wait to see what the police investigation says. And then light her up. Throw her in jail. I think there should be huge... Um, oh, no. More more fire. Don't, nope. Sorry. Don't. Um, I feel like there should be huge... Um, uh, consequences for that kind of behavior. I just wish that we lived in a society where there's only one person who is saying crappy shit about people online. And I don't think that that is the case. I don't think that is the case. And as Amanda and I said on the podcast that we did at the at home episode, if you're saying that people should be um, prosecuted for all of the shitty things online, I sincerely doubt that there is one person listening to this podcast or commenting about that who has not said bad things online about somebody else, either anonymously or not anonymously. So so just understand the can of uh, worms it is that you are uh, opening and the, and the accountability that you want people to um, be judged against because that judgment it may someday be held against you and... And, you know, like, what are, we, yeah. what are we doing here? I don't understand what we're doing here. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I will say um, I think that it is totally 
common to uh, petition for like a restraining order or whatever you want to call it um, for someone that you feel is like threatening to you or um, has in one way or another made it seem like you would not be safe if you were around them. And if it is true that these utterances happened, um, you know, if they heard her vocalize these things, excluding the, you know, the accusations of what was posted online. Right. I do think that it is common to, to go for a restraining order. I don't have a problem with them petitioning for that. If not they feel all. that she's the one who did it, yeah. um, who said those things like in person. Um, and I, I do totally understand there are probably a lot of things, uh, about the police investigation. I, I just, to me, I, I feel like that's a little bit separate, right? Because they're not just investigating whether or not it was her, they're investigating who it was at all. Good. Right. So I totally understand like getting the restraining order. And, um, even if it turns out that she didn't do that stuff online, she probably did say some stuff in person because that was enough for them to say, like, you know, we need to we need to do something about it. Um, and I think that that's definitely um, that's a normal reaction to have. Um, but I think I think to me, I have to see it as a little bit separate from this police investigation. Right. Like, I think obviously it sparked the investigation. But can we say for sure that it was definitely her, her doing all the things online? No. So I think what you're saying is right. You can't like vilify her publicly for all of that stuff because you don't know for sure. But I will say, I think that the restraining order was probably justified. I think Does that make sense? I think it's totally justified. Absolutely. I, th I take more credit in the things that were heard. And it sounds like there were things that either teammates or other people overheard. And I do mm -hmm. think that there has to be a reason why they suspect her. And I respect right, right. the fact that they probably think that there are. I just know for a fact that there are a lot of shitty people in the world writing a lot of shitty things online and you cannot attribute every shitty thing to one person because I just feel like that is yeah. not accurate. Like it's And I think yeah. there's a difference between being on the Carlson side in yeah. all of this and being totally against the person that you you don't know whether she said it or not, right? What's her name, Monica? Yeah. So I think like you can absolutely be on the Carlson side. I fully am because I feel really bad for them. Whoever is saying it, it's terrible and it shouldn't be happening. So I am on their side. But yeah. does that mean that it was necessarily the person that they think it was? No. So you can't be like, it's like picking a side doesn't mean you have to be so vehemently against the other person before exactly. it's proven that they did it. Exactly. Right? And like I, I think said, that's really what we're trying to say here. And like I said to you before, am I uh, thrilled that Don Cherry agrees with me? Absolutely not. <laughs> like I can't, I, like my stomach heaved and you absolutely do not want that to be a position, but I feel like, um, yeah, I just feel like there's just a part of me that is like, I don't, I don't want to live in a world where someone can say something about me or a family member and then because that person is either more popular or more whatever, that person is automatically believed. I think that's a, a pretty dangerous, um, slippery slope and I think that we can't treat it the same way as, um, as we do kind of sexual violence against women because that is different. There's no doubt when something happens to that woman that she understands what it is that happened to her. And it's a different mm -hmm. thing to, to, to believe somebody who's telling you their truth because it's something that they experienced than, than someone who, um, who is saying 
this person, I feel threatened by them and I want you to investigate what it is that's happening to see if this person is responsible for for doing it. We don't know that she is. Um, Like I said, at this point, he's been traded twice, Mike Hoffman. I really do hope they're responsible um, for it. I really do hope they're responsible for it at this point. I do think they were going to trade. I think they were going to trade him anyway, but the circumstances probably would have been different. Right. And, um, yeah. so. and good luck, Florida, with that whole mess you just inherited. Yeah. Um, if, if it really was them, I'm so sorry to, to the rest of the Florida Panthers, like wives and girlfriends and partners. And yeah. I hope that doesn't happen to anybody there, but um, I don't know. I think that's a good place to, to leave it. Yes. Um, thank you for that ask. Um, 17 is lucky. Always some good questions. Yes. Um, so if you guys have questions for next week, you can send them to misunderestimated.tumblr.com, uh, or you can email us at misunderestimatedpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at misunderestimated without the last E. Um, thank you to Kate for our beautiful podcast art. And if you guys have not seen the new yes. logo that she did for their West coast podcast, um, you're missing out because it's dope. Everything she does for us is dope. It's amazing. I was going to so say, she makes us look so much more professional than we really I mean, are. We look so good. <laughs> and she does our stuff. So good. Um, and thank you to both her and Kira for being amazing West Coast podcasters. They're so great. I love everything they do. Everything they record is like gold. Oh my um, God. This is two hours long. I know. It's really long. Oh. Um, so Trying to wrap it up. Um, if you want to hear more stuff from our podcast, if you want to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon. Just search Ms. Underestimated Podcast. I promise we'll put more stuff on there soon. We oh. really suck, but we'll we'll get it. Um, probably not this week because this episode was so long, but, you know, we'll post this <laughs> soon. Um, and I think that is it. Yeah, I mean, maybe midweek because you know shit's going to go down. We can right. um, We can talk about that then. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Send us your stuff. I'm really, so um, I'm so really, long. I'm really kind of questioning that whole initial conversation about the, the beds now that this is two hours long. <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. But you know, we'll do better next week. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.